0: Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Blinded by the Light, a movie about how amazing Bruce Springsteen is. Well, it's not really about just that. It's about a bunch of other stuff, too. But it is, for all intents and purposes, the Bruce Springsteen movie. And... I had a lot of fun with this one, and a lot of fun with the conversation with Jason Harris, who hasn't been on the show since last year, but I have been producing his Awesome Movie Year podcast, so uh, we've done quite a bit of podcasting together over the last year, just not here on this show. But we're getting him back for another episode soon, so uh, it's always fun having him on. So, you know, I want to just say... uh, We're just getting to the end of August right now. We're about to enter September. August has been an awesome month for the podcast. Lots of growth, lots of new subscribers, lots of downloads, and lots of new social media connections and all that. And I just want to thank you all who are out there listening to the show we really are happy that you're out there and enjoying the show. And uh, yeah, just want to say thank you. If you have not, you can go to our Apple Podcast page and rate and review us. Five stars would be amazing, but we want to hear what you think of the show. We want to keep making it better for you. You could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. So with that all said, let's jump into this conversation about Blinded by the Light, which should still be in theater. So if you haven't seen it yet, go see it, because not enough people are seeing it. But we'll get into that conversation as well towards the end of this whole overall conversation. I'm saying the word conversation a lot, but you know what? That's fine. Let's get into the conversation. All right, so we have got with us Jason Harris from Awesome Movie here. How's it going, Jason?
1: Yeah, I'm here on my own.
0: I don't need to
1: use the crutch of that long-haired freak, Josh Bell, my (laughs) co-host. I love him very much, but this is me time, Dave. Me and yes. you time. Me, you, and Bruce, man. The boss, uh, and it probably would be me, you, and Bruce. Josh, not a fan, of course, but... Uh, I can't
0: believe that. I, that's hard to believe. He's not, he
1: doesn't dislike Springsteen, <laughs> so, you know, this... Of course, not what this podcast is about, but, you know... Sure. Uh, but, yeah, normally I'm heard with him on uh, Awesome Movie Year, but... Uh, Today, baby, we're getting deep into Blinded by the Light by the Boss, Hell yeah! Well, which, I know of course, that would be the song,
0: yes. not the movie. We're yeah. not getting into the song. We'll mention we'll the song. We'll probably mention the song at some point, yes. but uh, yeah, we'll mention a bunch of songs. Um, th- this, this one was one you signed up for a long time ago. You wanted to be my co-host for this episode. Obviously, you're a big Bruce Springsteen fan. Um, did you, did you ever expect for this to be the Bruce Springsteen movie that was going to happen? Uh, did I expect for
1: it? No, but there's so many kind of books about, uh, Bruce Springsteen and how he's affected people's lives and documentaries that, um that it doesn't surprise me that, you know, this, this one happens to be about a Pakistani immigrant in uh working class England in the eighties. And that's the, that's who Bruce spoke to, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, that's, that's the point of his music is that it speaks to so many people yeah. uh, no matter what background you have just yearning for, for more, for something more.
0: Yeah. Those universal like themes of his music are exactly what the movie is about. And, uh, and, you know, I, I find it, we'll get into it as we get into some of the puzzle pieces and everything, but I mean, I think the movie is about so much more than just, you know, Bruce Springsteen's music. I mean, it absolutely can be read just about the music and then it could be just about him as a writer and connecting with other writers and yep. it, and it could be about, uh, you know, one thing I noticed, you know, before we even get into puzzle pieces, I, I'm looking at my pieces and I'm realizing I didn't even like touch on like the the themes of like the racism in, in the country and how that parallels today and everything like that i
1: started there is that is one of the interesting things about man how um spot on is this movie from that was you know set in 1987 yeah. to what's going on today in america yeah in britain you yeah. know so that's a sad state of affairs sure uh, is the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. Um, I was looking, you know, I didn't put it as one of my puzzle pieces, but something like this is England, which goes over sure. the schism of the skinhead music, uh, movement from like, Hey, we're cool reggae guys to like, uh, <laughs> Hey, we're horrible
0: Nazis. Like, yeah. you know, that,
1: that, <laughs> That would have been a movie that would have fit in in that puzzle piece, I think.
0: Sure, so. absolutely. Well, why don't we jump into some puzzle pieces? What do you got for your first one? So, look, there's a number of ways I broke this down.
1: Um, one one thing I wanted to leave out were these jukebox musicals that are, like, super trendy right now, but we mean mm-hmm. Rhapsody, Yesterday, stuff like that, where it's just, like, um, here's the story of an artist, and we're back rounding it or telling most of the story through their music with them singing.
0: I so may I'm- mention a couple, but only for specific reasons. Okay. So, that's fair. Are- I left those out. Yeah.
1: One, cause this isn't a story about Bruce Springsteen and right. two, because I know that the filmmaker, uh, who I'm going to let you pronounce, uh, yeah, uh gun Gunrinder Chada. Yeah, you I all think right. I did. I don't know if you did all right. Yeah. We'll anyway, she specifically <laughs> said, like, look, we're not trying to make that. We're trying to make a story and we're gonna have the music um elevate the story. Sure. You know? So um with that I had a um movie, uh British movie about a, a young fella who's trying to do better, uh who also uh, it involves music, and uh, that's Billy Elliot, one mm-hmm. of my favorite films of all time. I love this movie. I'll cry at it like every single time, sure. dude yeah. like <laughs> oh your your dead mom wrote you a note. Let's read it out loud so Jason can cry in front of whoever's watching. <laughs> but you know that's the story of uh again, a working class uh family, a dad trying to raise his kids in a in um England where the economy has just crushed them. And, uh, Billy Elliot has the talent of ballet and, uh, his, uh, much like, um, the main character here, Billy Elliot's family doesn't understand like, Hey, what, what is this? This is just a hobby of yours. You shouldn't be doing this. You got to get on with, with work and everything. So, um, and then of course, uh, you Know happy, happy, happy. Jason cries a
0: lot. Hooray, hooray, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty good uh <laughs> summation of, of Billy Elliot. Did
1: you know? I, I like, I, I'll admit, I cry all the time at Billy Elliot. I saw Blinded by the Light alone, mm. and I'm glad I did because I knew I was gonna cry because I cried at the preview because I'm such <laughs> a huge Springsteen fan, and <laughs> yeah. like, if you use that music effectively, like it, it yeah. hits me the right way. I cried so much during nice. this movie nice. dude
0: so Yeah I, I was I was I was quite choked up through through especially the end of course but uh but yeah absolutely I can see why anybody would be crying through this movie Um but yeah absolutely Billy Elliot and that that's a comparison I have seen you know uh listed before and it absolutely makes total sense and uh yeah I mean just 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 another another great movie um I'm gonna go with my first one, and it, it may fall into that category you were you were mentioning about, like uh, you know, just music, movies, and whatnot. Uh, but I, I want to talk about it for a specific reason. Eddie and, and the Cruisers. Yes, Eddie <laughs> and the Cruisers is totally a movie that I've seen many, many times. Um, no, actually, it is a Star Is Born, um, and I'm actually specifically talking about the new a Star Is Born, uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And the reason why though, is not not for being a movie centered around music, but for being a movie that's so like like unironically and unabashedly you know still speaks to the power of music and you know isn't embarrassed by that because it seems like we're in such a you know a, a world now where everybody is you know so embarrassed to to be you know like you know open about things and about the things that they love and all that kind of stuff and And a star is born looks at music like this powerful thing. I mean, there's even that line that that you know it it made me laugh a little bit. But about you know, music has you know seven notes and life is what happens between those seven notes or something like that. You know, and it's like it's so like you know cheesy, but kind of you know beautiful in the same way. You know. Yeah,
1: I don't think I don't think you um, I don't think that counts as a jukebox musical. That's again a story that tells um, it's story with the usage of music to elevate as opposing to necessarily, um, necessarily like, um, fill the gaps in it. Sure. Right. So I can see that. And I, when you're talking about like the unabashed, like love and power of music, like there's, there's no one. And I think that's one of the things who, um, that his fans appreciate who like, um, Really, you know, he he always uh, Bruce Springsteen says at the end of each concert or close to it, "I'm just a prisoner of rock and roll," right? And yeah. you know, you're here to see the ministry, the magic, the magistry, the mystery of rock and roll. Like yeah. he he believes that at least in that moment, rock and roll can save lives. Yeah. So I can understand, uh, you know, tackling something where music is essential like
0: that. Yeah, and I, I think that's great. You know, I mean, we're we're. Everything has to be so freaking ironic nowadays, you know, and it's like it's it's kind of awesome to see something. It's refreshing like that, you know. Uh, But what do you got for your uh, next puzzle piece? Uh,
1: My next one, it kind of uh, another great movie. And this one I chose because it is one, a coming of age story um, and two, it takes place around rock and roll. And three, it takes place in the 70s, which is when, you know, Springsteen hit it big, mm-hmm. which would be almost famous, the classic Cameron Crow movie, which is really about Cameron Crow, you know, sure. as a young reporter on the road and dealing with the rock and roll lifestyles, and uh, which uh, Springsteen has famously avoided. And yeah. he said he has had to because members of his band have not, you know. <laughs> so, but the idea of um, what rock and roll means as someone growing up, And what rock and roll means as defining you from adolescence to adulthood, you Mm -hmm. know. And um, that's kind of why I chose this one. And and that kind of fits Javid's character here, you know, as he's going from like a community college to he's trying to get to like a major university in Manchester and like escape and be something more. So I thought that was a was a good fit
0: absolutely also deals with a young writer you know learning learning to uh get into their craft and and you know believe in their work but uh yeah another another great you know movie kind of you know in that world of music you know <laughs> i think a lot of our pieces are going to exist somewhere yeah, within the world of music there's
1: probably a few like we'll get to that that don't, don't have to be music heavy but oh sure yeah you know.
0: I think most of mine are, but <laughs> uh right on. Well, I will go with my next puzzle piece then, uh, which is another music movie. Um, but probably Eddie and the
1: Cruisers too?
0: Like again, one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Uh <laughs> it is actually the Eminem movie Eight Mile. Um, because I, I, I thought of, uh, you know, when Javid is, is writing his poems and just pouring all of his emotions and his heartbreak and the difficulty of his family life and all that stuff into his, his, his lyrics and poems that he's writing. And I, I thought of B rabbit writing his, uh, his rhymes on the bus and all that stuff. And just, you know, just every ounce of it just matters so much to him. You know, you know, what's funny is the, it was probably 2002,
1: right? The Grammys of that year. That was when Springsteen was up for every award with The Rising. Sure. With the post-9-11 album that should have won every award. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Eminem was out with, you tell me which album, I don't
0: remember at the time. That but probably would have been Marshall Mathers I, album. I thought thing. it was
1: the one after, but whatever All it was. Eminem show, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they both lost to Nora Jones, yeah. right? In retrospect, are we still saying that "Come Away with Me" was the best song, best album, best best everything of that year? And it's a pretty damn good song, though. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> does it have the same resonance now as like the no. rising, which was the yeah. Obama administration song for eight years, sure. right? Um, but anyway. Um, so there's a story that, you know, they announce like whatever the, the album of the year, the big one, right? And Nora Jones wins and Springsteen and Eminem are backstage and they just look at each other like, what the fuck are you going to do? Right. Yep. You know, so, <laughs> so, uh, I think, you know, there's also this idea of what people in a genre are supposed to be and what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know, and both Eminem and Springsteen transcended those genres and, and broke many rules of uh, what was going on at the sure. time that they exploded. So,
0: Oh, yeah. Also, uh, I guess I hadn't really thought of this, but I guess also misunderstood in a lot of ways as well, you know, born right. in the USA and stuff like that and what Eminem was trying to do, you know. Um, but, yeah, ab- absolutely. Like, totally two of the hugest artists ever of their respective genres. So uh, what do you got for your next one?
1: Well, I am going to go with... Um a fun comedy for my next one which is kind of um what you were talking about about the reason I chose this one is because the main character believes in rock and roll mm-hmm. so much that I thought like it would be it would be unfortunate if we didn't include it so I picked School of Rock um nice. because everything Jack Black does in that film is related to his love of rock and roll sure. and all of his failures and successes are based around
0: that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that really kind of uh ties in with what I was saying with the stars born as well, yeah, it's like it just that 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 what rock and roll can do for somebody's life, you know it's it's awesome, <laughs>
1: yeah, rock and roll, baby
0: rock and roll, yeah, I love it and and I love school of rock, so <laughs> well, for my next puzzle piece um. I was just as a genre just in general I was going to talk about Broadway musicals um and just the the whole when they break into song and stuff like that I mean I could have like looked at something like you know Elton John's Rocketman but it's kind of too new but um just in general like the that musical thing of everybody breaking into song and running and singing kind of dream sequencey but it is happening within the world of the film kind of um they're kind of my least favorite moments of this movie, but I did feel that they they certainly amped up the energy and I could see why they would want to include them, especially for like a song like Born to Run and stuff The like
1: Born that. to Run montage was great. I thought maybe, you know, there's the Thunder Road montage, which he's singing to, you know, the girl he has a crush on. Sure. And I don't think he captured the uh, <laughs> the necessary angst in that one of what Thunder Road is, but right. hey man, you know <laughs> um that, that that's what's up. So what's the movie?
0: No, I guess if I had to like narrow down to a movie, I would have talked about Rocket Man, even though it's too new. But uh, I I was just thinking of it as more as like a pure bucket of of genre things. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean. Look, if you want to talk about that, then what we should talk about is uh, Springsteen on Broadway. Sure, which uh, as uh, which I flew into New York for one day to
0: see. That's uh, amazing. I remember when you did that, and I I would love to have the energy to do that. I don't know <laughs> if I had the energy per se.
1: I won the lottery. You know, it was impossible to get tickets. Yeah, and then I won the lottery, and my brother was able to go on one specific day. And the deal was, if we won the lottery and then could get tickets for that specific day, we would both do it so i flew in on a friday saw the show saturday flew back on a sunday and uh and and cried a lot at that show (laughs) i bet that must have been amazing well you know what was great about that was um so we get there and um you know i don't have an acl in my right leg so it's tough for me to sit like bent legged in a tight space and this is an old broadway theater where you're seeing springsteen and it's like there's no way I could sit like where I was supposed to sit for two hours and I told the staff so they put me right next to the sound man and um literally, you know there's always this thing that Springsteen fans say that they say whether it's two hundred or twenty thousand people, you feel like he's talking directly to you, right right so in this one, I was next to the soundman up top, and like it was eerie, like I had to remind myself like. Oh, there are other people here, like because yeah. I had such perfect view as next to the soundman. I thought like it was like me and Springsteen, and that's it, you know, yeah. for for two and a half hours. And now you can see that show, Springsteen on Broadway, on Netflix. So um, I think that might be a good good thing to track down for viewers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I do you know I actually because of my inability to just sit down on my couch and watch things. I still haven't freaking watched that.
1: And also, I said you have podcast viewers, but you have listeners. But you That's should watch true. it.
0: You could watch an hour at a time, yeah. you know. And they should view my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I will watch that, though. Uh, what do you got next? Okay. This is
1: one of my favorite movies, again. Um, and I chose it because of the importance of... Um, working class Britain and what music meant and how music came out of that scene and everything. So I chose 24 hour party people. Um, I love that movie, Steve Coogan talking about the Manchester scene from about 76 to 92 joy division and happy Mondays and new order and all this stuff. And uh, it's just such a dope movie. Like I highly recommend that to anyone who hasn't seen it. And um, it really captures kind of like what England was and also uh, how important the music was to those working class communities. um, The who people who needed an escape and people who found an escape. Sure.
0: Yeah, no, great, great movie. And, um, also, yeah, I, I loved all the references to all the other music that was like you know popular at the time, and and really, and that's an interesting thing about this movie is, um, you know, make no mistake, it's a Bruce Springsteen movie, but it's also it, it's also not like I said, it's about these other themes, and in the process, I mean. It's as much a, a movie about all the music of the time. It's just that this one character, who's the main character, is mostly focused on Bruce Springsteen. Yeah,
1: they kind of make fun of the friend because he's like synths, synths are the future, yeah. <laughs> and it's like,
0: but synths are dope,
1: dude. Like sure. you know, and we still like synths. And in the eighties, Springsteen played with synths, so I don't Absolutely. know why we would be making fun of uh, that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was. There it's was more than hair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, definitely some like human league stuff in there. And then, you know, um, he, uh, he, his friends like, is that Billy Joel? And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, kind of funny. Cause those guys are such good friends now, Springsteen and Billy Joel. But, uh, yeah, they, they do talk about music, uh, so much. And then also, you know, uh, Javed comes to the realization when, you know, that his friend's music wasn't good. And then he's like, well, your music is good because it speaks to you the way my music speaks to me. And everything. right, so,
0: right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, There's so many, there's so many artists that like I could think of that like speak to me specifically, but I mean, Springsteen absolutely is one of them. (laughs) So you know, it's kind of perfect. This is the weirdest one. The weirdest one that speaks to me. Yeah. Oh man, that's uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know, probably some weird industrial music or something like that, like a front two four two or something. Yeah, I wouldn't know. (laughs) I wouldn't even know what to do with that. Yeah, but. By the way uh just before moving on I I friend of the show Chris Cranock was was talking about how like you know what must it be like for uh for Billy Joel to be sitting in the theater you know when this preview plays and like oh. everyone's laughing at me like yeah
1: I'll go rest on my you know uh hundreds of millions of dollars exactly. in the fact that I've sold out Madison Square Garden like for the last <laughs> four years times. every month right so <laughs> you know but they do t- they also uh do that to springsteen here right like so this is when this is after born in the usa exploded and tunnel of love was going to be coming out and that kind of changed um, the direction, and then he went solo after that. And a, a lot of like the kids, like the college kids, were like, "No one's listening to Springsteen right, anymore. That's cool your dad's anymore. music, right?" Yeah. And when I started seeing Springsteen on the reunion tour, the E Union tour, uh, <laughs> which was two thousand, the E Street reunion tour, right, I was. I was 20, and I was clearly the youngest person or one of the youngest people in the crowd, right? Yeah. And what's funny is I thought that would be continuing, right? Like, as I got older, well, the whole audience would get older, and I'd still be one of the youngest. But now, if you go see him in the last few years, like, it's so many young people. It's amazing. He's got a huge, like, teenage and, you know, 20-something fan base. And, you know, a lot of that is because of – bands that like when people say oh i don't like springsteen oh do you like arcade fire yeah well then you like springsteen exactly do you like right? vampire weekend <laughs> yeah. yeah then you like springsteen you know and it's like everyone from those two to taylor swift you know like like springsteen whether it's um the style of music or the songwriting right yeah.
0: so it's like let's let's he's the boss man come he's on the boss he's absolutely the boss <laughs> uh i'm gonna go with my next puzzle piece um this one definitely fits into that uh, that jukebox thing, and that is "Mamma Mia," um, just but just just a big happy crowd pleaser of a movie centered around this music, you know.
1: "Mamma Mia," I would say, is the type of uh, music that Springsteen uh, built his whole career against in the seventies, right? You I know, know. <laughs> "Born to Run" and "Darkness on the Edge of Town" are the opposite of what Ava was doing, but to come full circle. Again, here's another little Springsteen fact, right? On the last tours of Australia, he did cover Staying Alive as like oh, an homage nice. to Barry Gibb, who was down there. And then Barry Gibb uh, in his LA shows, like to repay the favor, was like, Well, yeah, I, I got you too, boss. And he, he uh, covered I'm on fire. So it was kind of cool and everything. Ooh. Uh, but that has nothing to do with Mamma Mia, which I have no desire to see.
0: <laughs> you know, actually, to be honest, I don't know if I've ever actually seen it in full, but I've certainly seen it in pieces many times because people always seem to be watching it around me. Like,
1: You're just talking about how music makes you happy, and you know, can express certain things that maybe uh, the spoken word can't. I get it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you got for your next look? You piece? want to talk about a. Movie where music is important when people believe in the music that they're performing. I'm going to go a little further back, maybe to the early 90s, to the Irish soul rock uh, movie, The Commitments, uh, which is a great movie. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. No, well, let's watch it. We it's should good. watch it. Yeah. We'll be back after we watch The Commitments. <laughs> it's a great film, and um, you know, it's really about this Irish soul band who um, believes that they can make it big and that they should, and that, uh, their, their soul music is, uh, essential to their lives. So, um, better than mama Mia.
0: Yeah. I I, <laughs> I can imagine it sounds great though. It's
1: a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right on. Yeah. No, I have not seen it, but, uh, I will go with my last puzzle piece actually. Um, and this one's kind of just a simple, uh, a simple comparison, but a lot of the times when I'm covering a, just a just a straight up feel good movie which I do consider this to be a, a feel good movie. A lot of people movie. are saying that, yeah. Yeah, and I, I I I can understand where people wouldn't like a movie like this because of it being such a feel good movie, but I mean, hell, I loved it. But um but the one I always look to is Little Miss Sunshine as a perfect example of like that just kind of just, you know, just quirky, like just lovable little movie, you know. And uh, and 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 i think a lot of the cues uh that garinder chada again i don't know the pronouncing but that that she's taking in in structuring a movie like this to be just such a uh a fun sweet little film is i i think comes from that same kind of a place
1: yeah that's a great film um you know kind of a different film about family dynamics and everything mm-hmm. but um I guess you could also say like you know there's there's a character or two or two in there who wants to make it bigger than they are right? Right. (laughs) um, Yeah, fun movie. I like. I mean, look who's going to complain about
0: that? Exactly. So
1: um, I wanted to mention a few that I had considered but didn't put on my list. Sure. Uh, Some coming of age ones. I thought you could have gone with like Lady Bird, Spectacular, Now, um, even the bombback movie, Kicking and Screaming, because of you know, people trying to find their place in the world at such a young age. Um, then I was thinking, you know, could train spotting be on there because of the idea of finding your place in this British society when you don't fit in, yeah. you know. So, but I'll tell you um, my last main one, mm-hmm. and then I do have a couple of other recommendations that should be watched. But my sure. last main one, going back to Ireland, again, one of my favorite, I think it was my favorite movie of 2016, John Carney's Sing Street. Uh, I love that movie. Yeah. And that is a feel good movie. And that is a movie uh, about, you know, kids forming a band and seeing how far it could take them and shooting music videos and uh, the importance of the 80s and what music videos meant at that point in time, you know, and everything. So, um I, I feel like I've mentioned a lot of good movies today, and that that is just one of my favorite
0: movies. Yeah, that. yeah, it's such such like a lovable movie. I I still like Once better, but you know well, that
1: that would be another one people would consider. And sure. you know, uh, actually, I was in Ireland following Springsteen at an, <laughs> in two thousand thirteen. Nice. And I went to three shows of his in a row, and the next show that he performed, uh, Glenn Hasner performed with him. So nice. Yeah, that's
0: so, pretty sweet. Yeah. That would have been a great show. Well, why don't I uh, go down the uh, finished puzzle list here, and then we'll get into some of those bonus ones you had, and then any uh, closing thoughts we have about the movie. Uh, the finished puzzle includes Billy Elliot, A Star is Born, Almost Famous, 8 Mile, School of Rock, Broadway musicals, Springsteen on Broadway, 24-Hour Party People, uh, Mamma Mia, The Commitments, and Little Miss Sunshine and Sing Street. And we also kind of touched on uh, Lady Bird, The Spectacular Now, and Kicking and Screaming in there. So, Other than Mamma Mia, I like the list. Yes, right? (laughs) (laughs) I will strike Mamma Mia from the record just to uh, make this a a really good list of movies.
1: Well, let me replace it with two freaking awesome music documentaries if you like them. And I thought this would be a perfect way to close because... Blinded by the Light, like we said, about a kid who's trying to find his place in the world, trying to do something more, trying to do something that people from his town and his family don't understand, right? Mm Got to get out while we're young. Tramps like us, baby, we were born to run, right? Mm -hmm. The first one is um, Wings on Wheels, the Bruce Springsteen documentary about born to run and the making of it. And it's literally like, he's like, in 1975, I was doing things that... Nobody really understood, including myself. But I knew I had to do him right. That was yeah. pretty much the theme. And those are so honest. His that's what you know. Western stars, the new ones, going to be
0: getting a theatrical release because yeah.
1: the ones he's put out have been so good. Yeah, right? he,
0: his documentaries are just crazy good. So
1: so much care and cultivation and you know the archival footage mixed with the storytelling so i thought that one and then and then you could even argue that the promise the making of darkness on the edge of town mm-hmm. which was the next one might even be better and that's saying something because like m- you know besides wings for wheels being awesome the um the promise is all about how he had to go in a completely different direction after he achieved this stardom and everything sure. right so um those are the two the ties that bind was also out for um the river I don't think that one's as good as these first two but mm-hmm. um I would definitely highly recommend those for any Springsteen fan any music fan and any artist who feels like they need to be inspired of like oh
0: damn <laughs> you know like right yeah you yeah you got to you if
1: you're not going to believe in yourself who is right
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what one quick question did you read the book uh from the kid that it was based on
1: I didn't no I've read more than one Springsteen book yeah. including Born to Run his autobiography is yeah. amazing have you read it
0: I have the uh the audiobook I've re- heard some of it but I haven't gotten to finish I got to get that audio because I hear that's like one of the great
1: audio yeah. narrations of all time yeah. um
0: the the uh, Born to Run
1: made when I read it, it made me feel weird. Like I grew up in North Jersey, so sure. like I'm like kind of periphery around that and everything. But it made me feel weirdly nostalgic for a time and a place I didn't experience. And that's an awesome thing. <laughs> yeah, and it was so it's like it's playing like it's like magical realism or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. So, um, yeah, I've read a number of of books uh, based on the boss and rock and roll and everything, but yeah, I, uh, his autobiographies
0: pretty, pretty uh, monumental achievement. I'd say I kind of want to go back and read this kid's book because it seems like it would be a great story like that. There's probably so much more to it, but, um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, Overall, you know, great movie. I liked it a lot. Um, disappointing that it's not doing so well, but it, hopefully it finds life on video. And I think
1: you're underestimating that because it was a fifteen million dollar budget, right? Yeah. It tracked at four million the first week, made four point five in the U.S. and Canada. It's about nine point two million now. Damn, you came with facts today. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I, so even um, even. Look, it's going to make its money back in the theater, right? Yes, that's good. And and as we've talked about time and again, like the idea of a theatrical release is changing, right? And some of the criticism is, why do they do this as a wide release? Why didn't they do this as a platform release? Sure. Like, hit the big cities first. Do more of those Fathom events where it's like a party for Springsteen fans and then open it up to a bigger audience. And I think that's a fair criticism. But I do think it's... Um, I just don't think movies like this, uh, you know, based on a few exceptions, are going to be making tons of money sure. anymore in the theater. So I do think, you know, based on whatever your expectation is, my expectation is, hey, you made your money back in the theater. Everything
0: after is gold. You I agree know? with that 100%. What I hate is the headlines that it bombed. And that's what bugs me, you know, because you're right. It, it didn't do that bad. It's not. It's not yeah. the Avengers,
1: you know. Yeah, it's not exactly. going to do Avengers numbers, so...
0: And again, like I said, it's a
1: changing time. This is uh, you know, the type of thing that you would be happy to watch on your couch. Maybe not you, but other people. So, <laughs> well, um, I, still, I
0: still need to fit in the Springsteen on Broadway. So,
1: yeah, and yeah. I can watch this alone on my couch and cry. Yes, so, that's true, uh, which I'm sure
0: you'll do many times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do think it's doing better than some of that type of narrative is portraying it as doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is great. Um, as we always do, uh, do you have a movie you've seen recently you'd like to recommend? Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that. Can I recommend a TV show
1: instead? A... Fuck it. Yeah, I've been watching <laughs> uh, Letter Kenny recently on Hulu. That's like amazing. I love that show. It's a weird uh, uh, sh- Canadian show. A lot of people know about it now, That um, you know about this small f- uh, town in uh, Canada where there's 5,000 people and the main characters are the farmers, and there's also the the meth head goth kids and the the jocks, and those could easily be characters who want to get out of where they are and strive for something more. So uh, I'll just recommend Letter Kenny right now. Is anyone
0: in that? Like anyone big or... No one that yeah. we would know. No? no, okay, yeah, sounds interesting. All uh, well, right, on where can people find? What are stuff? you going to recommend a movie, or you don't? No, recommend I, I I don't recommend things. My my guests recommend things. Well, I li- I don't listen to your podcast. Yeah, I know. You Cle- clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. I don't listen to yours. Yeah, I do actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll listen to this
1: episode. <laughs> so look, we got an awesome movie here, which you which you produce and do a heck of a job on, nah, and uh, that's all over the the web. At awesomemovieyear.com, awesomemovieyear on Facebook, awesomemovieyear on Instagram, and then awesomemoviepod on Twitter. I'm at Jason Harris Comedy or J Harris Comedy all over the intranets, and uh, goforjason.com is my
0: website. Beautiful. Jason, it's great to finally get you back on the show, man. It's been a while, you know? Hey,
1: you know, Blood Brothers, right? <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, that's a Springsteen that's... song, everybody. <laughs>
0: Okay, everybody, my name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me is... Matthew Haas. We are the co-hosts of the All Too, Too Real 2 podcast. podcast. On All Too Real 2, we uh, tackle pop culture topics uh, such as re- watching and reviewing uh, direct-to-DVD sequels. We review any and every all direct-to-video movies of yeah, all time. So that we review so you don't have to. Yeah. We also cover uh, pop culture topics. Topics, you know, like the history of Halloween, misconceptions, and things of that nature. It's
1: very educational and entertaining.
0: And we've just started doing interviews with uh, people from uh, Hollywood and uh, people from pop culture, such as Larry Hankin, which we just interviewed recently, who you know from Seinfeld and uh, Friends and Billy Madison, among other things. So, uh, where can they find our podcast, Matt? And they can find it at iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and any other place that you can find
1: podcasts on. Just tune in
0: and enjoy. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Blinded by the Light with our guest Jason Harris, who will be back for another episode real soon. Uh, and I hope you've been checking out Awesome Movie here as well, Jason's podcast with Josh Bell that I produce and uh, I want to thank you all for listening. And also, uh, coming up Sunday, September 15th at the Sin City Horror Fest, we are doing our first ever live episode of Piecing It Together. We're going to be talking about a local feature called The Head. Josh Bell is going to be guesting with me. And uh, we also have Drew Marvik, the uh, filmmaker and uh creator of the Sin City Horror Fest, as well as the film's director is gonna be there. So it's gonna be a really fun show and I'm really looking forward to it. You can go uh find out more information uh at Sin City Horror Fest's websites and Facebook and all that stuff. We'll have links in the show notes and uh we're gonna have a our own event invite coming up uh next week. I'm gonna put that together with lots more info about how to get there and what's gonna be happening. So uh, yeah, first live show of hopefully many, many live shows. And we also have a whole bunch more Piecing It Together coming your way. Uh, we got Peanut Butter Falcon coming next week and uh, just a whole bunch of others. So lots coming your way. Thank you so much for listening. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And of course, join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the discussion about all these movies. So let's leave you guys with a piece of music. I don't really have a lot of like like real like american rock music or anything like that that i can play you guys anything that fits in with the 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 bruce springsteen theme but i do want to pick something with guitars in it at least um there's a track on my album an unseen sky called last kiss which is a very guitar based track so why don't we go with that one this is last kiss enjoy it and we will be back with more piecing it together coming up next week